Welcome to track number 15 of Mission Africa. Hallelujah. Now, we are looking at the ministry of the sower. And the ministry of the sower is intended to bring forth a harvest. And the harvest is the is the souls who are sitting in the church. All of you here from Zimbabwe and Zambia, you must remember that Lighthouse as a church started in Ghana. We didn't know anybody in Zambia. I've never met anybody in Zambia before Zimbabwe. I've only heard of President Mugabe. I didn't know anyone here. So we came here and we started preaching. Now you are here. You are, an evident, you are evidence of, of, of a harvest, of somebody working, isn't it? And so, we, and you are glad that you are saved, and you are glad that you are in the house of the Lord. So in the same way, you must have that vision to reach out, so that we can win more people to the Lord. We were happy in Ghana, do you understand? We didn't have any problem there. We knew a lot of people... We had friends and family. Yeah. And there wasn't any problem there. But we still came here. Amen. Amen. Do you understand? We have accommodation. We have cars. Some of us even have drivers. You see, air-conditioned cars. With everything we have already in Ghana. So coming here was because of souls. People to be saved. And here you are. So in the same way, we must go out there and do what we have to do so that a lot more people can know the Lord. We are not trying to build something that even belongs to us because the church doesn't belong to anybody. Even your house doesn't belong to you because you are just renting it for some few years. Even when your name is the one, when is it in your name? It's still... A short lease. You by all means leave it. Even the person coming after you may sell it as soon as you die. And then, because he doesn't like it. It's like you bought a bad house. He doesn't like the area. Yeah. So when you say, oh, this is my permanent house. It is just a temporary house. Mercy. So, this morning, I want us to go on to another uh, subject that helps lead to church growth. And I'm preaching from my book on church growth. And this subject is faith. Faith. Turn to Hebrews 11 and verse 1.
Have you found Hebrews 11 verse 1? Alright. Now, faith is a very, very important um, thing in uh, relation to in relation to um, obeying or in relation to serving the Lord. All right, and um, and uh, faith is interconnected with. Uh, many of the other important virtues. Unfortunately, people who have preached about faith have given examples like practical windows or examples to others to understand the concept of faith. And the practical examples that they gave had to do with money, houses, cars, and so on. So, with time, people took the windows or the examples they gave and left out the substance of what faith is. You know, so in the end, faith is almost like a tool for carnality. You know, a, a key to greedy grasping. You understand? The master key to greedy grasping of earthly things. Are you with me? So, a spiritual person like very spiritual people now even avoid the topic faith and don't even look at faith as something great that we should have. So the other day I was praying, you know, I was praying about certain uh, things, you know, what I should do and all that, you know, and, and to my surprise, the Lord said, you know, faith. You need faith. Pray that you, you be a man of faith too. Yeah. And I was a lot, of, a lot of surprise because like faith is like something that, oh, you use it to get money and job. I need money. I, I like money also. I use money. But it's not my vision. I cannot say that I don't need money or I don't use money. Or I don't like money if I have it. You know, but I, I, I know that it is not a good vision for a person to have. A very bad vision. Have it. To want to be rich. It's a very, very bad vision. You never have that vision. If you have that vision you can easily be destroyed. I mean like when I say a vision like it's a burning passion that drives you, you to, to, to have money. You know? But that is that is not a good vision. If you have that vision, you you can easily pierce yourself through with many sorrows and many hurts. Are you with me? Wow. So, brothers and sisters, um, I want you to also decide you're going to be man, woman of faith. Amen. Amen. 
a man or woman of faith. When you are a man or woman of faith, um, you are able to do great things for God. Hallelujah. And without, um, without becoming a man of faith, you cannot really do great things. So actually, a lot of people who are um, obeying God are actually men of faith. But we usually call a man of faith somebody who can pray for a car or can pray for money. <laughs> Is it not true? Yeah. And you know, when, when you can pray for money or pray for a car, you know, then it's like, wow, this is a man of faith. You know, look at how he's prospered. Wow. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, um, I want you to be men of faith. Amen. Uh, and God is going to bless you greatly. Alright, he's going to make you uh, wonderful in his sight. Now in Hebrews 11 verse 1, you find um, the great history of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. Okay? Now, Faith um, comes from a word pistis. Okay? Which means having the power to persuade. Right? There are a lot of words related to faith. That are translated into the English. Trustworthy, faith, assurance, belief. You see. Yeah. And um, mainly having to do with fidelity, faith, faith, faithfulness. But there are other words. Belief. Believing, true, trustworthy, trustful. Alright? So, another one is to be easily persuaded. Okay, so when you say, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Like to be easily persuaded is the substance of things hoped for. Alright? One who is easily convinced you know to be firmly persuaded about something hallelujah so faith is a very very important quality now as I have come here I, I, I cannot say that I can give a good report about you from the first minute I came here and started the camp I cannot say, I can, but Hebrews 11 verse 2 says, For by it the elders obtained a good report. But I, I cannot say that I can give a good report about you, Pastor Landy. And most of you are pastors from Zimbabwe. 
I came with almost half the almost the number of people that you came with from uh, just from from your own country. Yeah. Came with more people than you 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 came by flight. You to drive across the just to be two meters out of your country, it becomes a problem. So I don't think I can say I can give a good report in that regard. Because even your attending a meeting has some indication shows about your faith. Alright? But um, I believe you can have a good report. Now, amazingly, the Bible tells us how you can have a good report. Okay? It says you can have a good report. Okay? Now, the reason why I, I speak like that, you know, is because... One day when you start to travel to work for God, you realize that it is very difficult to travel. Very complicated. Because, number one, when you travel, you may never come back home. You may never see your family again. Not only unbelievers. Believers to travel and never come back home. When you travel, a lot of bad things can happen to you on the way. Number three, when you travel, whatever you are doing at home, you have to stop it. And it will wait, either suspended in mid-air, until you come back. Number four, sometimes when you travel, what you are doing at home gets brought. By the time you come back home, you have a crisis on your hand because of your traveling. So Ghana's first president, for instance, when he traveled on a trip, when he got back, he was no more the president. In fact, they told him, don't come back. So all his clothes, all his things were in Ghana, and he had just his suitcase. The president even didn't have a house. And he now depended on the goodwill of some friends, friendly heads of state. Who said, come and stay here with us. You cannot go back to your country. And number six, when you travel, your family misses you. So, some people travel so much that the family grows up without the person. Yeah. And then number seven, when you travel and you have small children, they, the children miss the training and the upbringing that the parents could have given. And the training is delegated to somebody else or to the air or the atmosphere. And the child is left to find his way. As though there is no parent. And number eight, when you travel, it can have an emotional effect on you. Because Kenneth Hagin said that when he traveled, he used to drive out of his house and park behind the house and cry in the car. For some time. 
before he will risk back the car and continue his journey. Because he wanted to stay at home and he wanted to be with his children. But he had to go and he had to separate from his family. Do you understand? So due to these eight reasons that I have given you, traveling is not a small thing. <laughs> and if I can travel here, you get it, and you cannot travel to come from here to here, it shows something that you are not prepared to do. Yeah. Some years ago, I went to a camp in America, and I was astounded as it was a few days after September 11th had happened. And I traveled. It was one of the most emotionally frightening journeys. Even when I got up, because of my color, when I get up in the plane, everybody, when I look around, everybody is looking at me to see what am I going to do. And when I got to America, the place where this thing happened, I have to fly within America. I arrived at the Washington airport, and normally it is Africa that you see soldiers at the airport. But this time, I saw heavily armed soldiers inside the airport at every part with huge guns. And I became even more frightened. I saw in the shop that were selling toilet paper, big toilet papers arranged, and they had written on it, wipe Osama Bin Laden out. <laughs> toilet paper. So you can buy it and then you use it to wipe Osama Bin Laden out. Yeah. Toilet roll, toilet roll, plant, you were selling it. But when I, when I risked my life to go to America, to go to the camp, some of the pastors didn't even bother to come. From here to here, they said, oh, this and that. And I was thinking, wow, look at them in the camp. Because I had fixed this program before the September 11th thing happened. So I had to come. I came and see that from here to here they can't come. From here to here you cannot come. So it's, you know, similar feeling here. Was it from here to here you cannot come? You know, all these kind of reasons. But we have shown you that uh, like Musianus Publius Crassus dives, <laughs> all your reasons that you are given, <laughs> it doesn't work here. You will be flogged and whipped with your bare bottoms. So I want us to move on. Amen. Amen. And get a good report. Yes. Okay? Yes. And, and to get a good report, you need faith. Yes. You need to believe. Yes. Now, believing is not by just the word believing. But it is by doing what you believe. Like the Bible says, show me your faith by your actions. You say you believe. I say, even the demons believe. And they tremble. So believing is not just a feeling or an attitude. But it is revealed in your actions. So you may say that for by faith 
the elders obtain a good report. Another way to put it is, by, is, 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 is to say that by their actions, the elders would obtain a good report by their actions. Because you can show your faith by your actions. And usually the actions have to do with obedience. So a lot of the words in Greek that have to do with obedience are also usually words that are linked to faith. So, obeying uh, God and having faith is a very important thing for you to ever amount to anything with God. You know, trusting God and acting on your trust. Alright? So, your actions are a wonderful test for your faith. It's easy to say, I have faith. For that one, everybody can just bless out, I have faith. But it is your actions that really show that you believe what you say you believe. Now, most of us don't believe in heaven and in hell to a certain extent. And that is why you have today people here. That's what I was explaining to you. That we were happy in Ghana. We didn't have any problem. But we wanted to reach out to other countries. Amen. We wanted other nations to know God. And not just be happy with ourselves and praise ourselves. That we are doing well. Are you listening to me? So out of that belief, we took steps to actively go. Take our pastor, for instance, in Rwanda. He was living in London. Actively asked him to move. Our pastor in Nairobi, we actively asked him to move to, 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 to Kenya. Whereas people are trying to move from Kenya to London. He moved from London to Kenya. London to Rwanda. From Ghana to Burundi. From Milton Keynes to wherever. From Nottingham to Mali. Where is she? Come. Come, Irene. Give me microphone. This is a missionary. I sent she and her husband to... Where did I send you to, please? Uh, our first mission was in Mali. To Mali? I said that to Mali. Where were you staying before? In Nottingham in the UK. Nottingham? Wow. Were you living happily ever after in Nottingham? Oh, yes. What, what work were you doing? Were you a cleaner? Were you a, were you a thief? What, what work were you doing there? <laughs> <laughs> unemployed. Were you unemployed? What, what work were you doing? I was a practicing lawyer. A lawyer? Wow! wow! <laughs> a lawyer! But were you working as a lawyer? Because you know that there are people who are there, like they are lawyers, but they are working as cleaners. Or they are working as house help, or they are working as security guards. So I know that you say you are a lawyer, maybe just a paper. So were you working as a lawyer or as a cleaner? Tell the truth. Cross cross your heart first. (laughs) And shame the devil. Uh I I worked as a lawyer. Uh, My first chambers was in Temple. It was the Queen Elizabeth buildings. 
and uh, then I moved to uh, Trent Chambers in Nottingham, wow. where I practiced for another three years. Wow! <laughs> we used to have camps like this. When I come to uh, the camp, and then she would, she would come and she would say that she has sent a message to the judge that she will not be there for that case today. Yeah, this one. Oh, Nala, simple behind the, uh, the computer over there. Yeah. She used to always, she was always there. You know, she said she, she would go out and make a call. You know, she sent a message. She has a case. The prosecutor said this and that. Is it not true? It's very true, Bishop. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be at comes and then um, I was supposed to be, perhaps I have a pathead case and I'm supposed to be in court. The court, the court would be in session, but I wouldn't be there. So then the judge would call me asking me where I am, and it was difficult for me to tell him that I'm at the camp meeting. <laughs> so I had to come up with the clever answers. Wow. It's very personal. Um, if I tell you, uh, sir, you will be embarrassed to hear why I was not there. That was what Bishop said. I should tell him. Yeah, don't lie. So, so she told the judge that it's a personal reason. Yeah. She can't say if I tell you, you'll be embarrassed. So just take it that way. <laughs> you don't want the judge to be embarrassed. No. So just take it that way. I'm not there. I'm not there. I cannot be there. And I sent you to where? Where, where mission? In Bamako in Mali. Bamako? What's the temperature in Bamako? Uh, 45. I mean, it's... 45 what? Degrees Celsius. Celsius or centigrade? Celsius. Celsius. Wow. Desert That's conditions. Hot. Huh? Desert conditions. Deserts. Yeah. Yes, I send her. So, so I'm explaining to you that the people that you are seeing as missionaries coming to it's not that they were not happy at where they were. Or where they were wasn't good. Or there was civil war there, so they migrated to Zambia. Or they migrated to Mali. Or they migrated. Oh, that's not it. Yeah. I want you to know it and understand it and see it. Nobody is looking for money. We have rather brought money to Zimbabwe and life and help to Zambia and Malawi. Yeah, all these countries, we have bought properties there, brought money from outside, come and pour it into the country. Thousands of dollars. Nobody has less than $100,000 worth of money poured in them just at least in one go. Yeah. So what are we trying to do? That is it something? Well, am I going to come and eat it there? Would you have many times? So I've not even had the camp. That's why I'm blaming myself that I've not come for any camp here before. That is why you people are behaving the way you are behaving. So I've now decided to come so that you see my face properly in the country. Wow. Now, I thought you would have even been very happy, but you don't even seem happy that I said that I'm coming. Yeah. No, it's just how it looks. Yeah. <laughs> Are you listening? 
Thank you, Irene. So, um, the point that I'm trying to make, the point that I'm trying to make is that we have to believe the call of God. It's the, it's the believing, the belief that makes you do what you are supposed to do. And people don't really believe the belief. Ask your neighbor, do you believe the belief? What did they say? You believe the belief? <laughs> if you believe that belief, you would do things for eternity. Yeah. Verse 3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So, by faith, things that we see will be made out of things that do not appear. Amen. Amen. So, the church you see is made out of something you can't see. And that thing you can't see is faith. So the church members we can't see in our churches will come out of something invisible which we can't see. But they can come physically if we can have the things. Because the world was created by faith. So you are here because somebody believed the belief and started the church practically. Are you listening to me? Somebody believed the belief and practically started the church. Like Irene said, she was living in Nottingham. She was a lawyer going to court all the time calling judges. Do you understand? And judges calling her in the UK, not in Ghana. Yeah. But the church in Mali that we see today was made out of something that is not seen, which is the faith of the apostles sending the people and the faith of the missionary or the, also the apostle going to the country. You have to have faith. If you don't have faith, things will not appear. The only thing that you see, this faith message has been used mainly to teach you can have a car. A car can appear. A house can appear. A visa can appear. Money can appear. But now we are looking at using it for a church can appear. And church members can appear. And church growth can appear. And what we don't have can appear. Hallelujah. Souls can appear. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Amen. So we can do that. Now, by faith, 
Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. And God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. Now, Abel and Cain both had sacrifices for God. But the difference was faith. Now, faith is always connected to actions. And actions that are obedient actions. So, Abel must have been obeying something. You see, that's the difference in the element of obedience. Are you, are you with me? Yeah. So, the difference would be that Abel was obeying something and Cain was not obeying something, even though both of them were sacrificing. Are you with me? Now, when a man ejaculates, a man ejaculates, okay, and there's semen. The semen, that liquid, you see, contains a number of elements which are all important. Glucose, fructose for the, for the sperms to drink energy for them to swim all the way they have to swim. Uh, so many elements. Alright? I don't want to go into all that. But one of the key elements are spams. Spams. If your ejaculate does not have any spams, the main work that it does, it cannot do, even though it's there. So you have sometimes people before they marry, they say, I'm going to test the man. Do you see? And they go, I want to test to see how powerful he is. So when you uh, test the man, from your inspection and your experience and your... <laughs> and your uh, analysis and the ejaculation and everything that happens is normal. But... There is one element which makes the difference. And that hidden element, again, is, appears from something that is not seen. So you cannot see spence. You cannot see them at all. What you see, are not, what you see are, it's not, you cannot see it with your eye. Yeah. And out of what you do not see with the eye appears, you appear from what... <laughs> yeah. So if you have a whole lot of Christian activity and it does not contain a certain essential element, yeah, it's lacking something, the main thing. And what it must contain is the element of faith. 
Alright? And that element of faith is the element of... It's like, when you say believe, believe is not an attitude though. It's like, what do you believe? What are you obeying? So there must be an element of something you are obeying. Even if it's a big sacrifice, there must be an element of something you are obeying. That's what makes it powerful. So if the element of what you are obeying is absent, then even though you are making a big sacrifice, the sacrifice becomes nothing. So the element of this thing that I'm fulfilling or this thing that I'm obeying is what changes your great efforts. You see, because you have people who work hard. When they are confronted about their work, it looks as though they are not doing much. Because the person who sent them asked them to do specific things. But they have done many things and many jobs and much effort, much time. But it's a particular thing they were asked to do. That's the one they are not doing. So the person is surprised when he's rebuked. Because it's like, but I've worked so hard. All my time, all my life I'm working. But then that element is out. That's what I'm saying. That the sperm the ejaculations came. I had about 23 contractions. There's no sperm in it. Yeah. But the essential element of what... Yes, it's not there. So it's like the question of what are you obeying? Is that something you are obeying? And once that element is out, it's gone. Yeah. You have singers. I've had different groups of singers and types of singers. And we sing so well, so many things. It's like what I like to hear or what they would obey based on belief that this man, like even to believe that like in a church, the pastor is the most important person as far as the music is concerned. I mean, the one who can appoint you, and who can say, don't sing, or sing. He must be the most important person of all the people clapping. As if you clap and that person doesn't clap, that's your last time, you will sing again. So, if you don't have that essential element within your activities, the activity becomes plenty and useless. I've had different singers and they wouldn't sing what I want them to sing. But they go for a lot of rehearsals. And they practice, they spend all night, all day. They work so hard. And they sweat and whatever. And I don't like anything that they are singing. So that essential element of even believing that there's a particular person who should be pleased with what we are doing and that you should even like what the person likes and do what that person wants as one, at least, before even all the other things you are doing. When you take that element out, you've taken out the life of your work. Even at workplace, you can, you can, you can wherever you work, think of your boss. 
Every boss is different, just like every human being is different. So everybody you work for is different. And everybody has different things the person likes. Sometimes some people have queer things. We have what we call eccentric people. You have little quirks and things that they want. You get it? Yeah. Like some British commanders in the, when they were fighting in South Africa, in the Zulu world and so on. When they sit down to eat, it's with a white tablecloth with glasses, champagne glasses. And, I mean, they are in the bush, but this is how to eat. You don't, you don't, you don't eat in another way. Yes. This is how, in the bush, with your white tablecloth, this, that, we sit champagne, wine glass, this, everything, cutlery, and in the bush, this is how they eat. <laughs> but it's time for dinner. They come and they do their aristocratic things. Now you want to say that, look, I've put the, pep- the food in the takeaway pack for you to just eat it takeaway container. I don't eat from takeaway container. I eat at the table with glasses. Yeah. White tablecloth in the bush. So we, you must learn the little things that go with uh, being, being under somebody. And being under God, there's a particular element that must be there. And it is the element of faith. It's like you can do a lot, but you don't have faith. It doesn't work well. So you can do a lot, but you must be believing something and obeying. Like as I'm here, I believe that I was praying the other day, and the Lord was speaking to me about what I should do with my time. And how I should have camps meetings. So as I'm here, even though you see me here preaching and all that, I'm not here because my wife wants me to come here, or because I don't. I've never been to Zambia before, or maybe I've never been to a Victoria Falls. I've been to Victoria Falls already in my life. Years ago, I've, I've been here. These are not new things. <laughs> <laughs> to me. Yeah. I'm not having a camp meeting here because I'm, I'm, I'm free. Let's say I'm free, like I've got a free time. Like I gave you eight things that happen when you travel. Yes. I have a lot of things that I, I've, 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 I've suspended so that I can be here and I'm doing many things at the same time. So, but for a certain belief of something that I felt God told me has made me come here. Uh-huh. So that element, that, that's what I was saying, that when you are copying somebody, try to know the hidden things the person is also doing that is making the person do what he's doing. Because the Bible is giving us this element is essential for the thing to work. It's not only the things that you see that are worth copying. When I have crusades, the healing Jesus crusades, it's like a belief that I had that God told me to go out of my church and to preach and to share what I have 
outside. And when I pray for the sick too, I actually don't mind if they don't get healed. Because I had a vision where the Lord spoke to me clearly. I was sitting down in my chair and told me, pray for the sick. It is always important for you to pray for it. So I actually don't even mind if they don't get healed. <laughs> what I'm concerned about is that I will pray for the sick. <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, that's the element in that activity that, that is important to me. There's an element in the activity. Yeah. Yeah. That element that I've been told to do something and that I'm doing what I've been told to do apart from all the other things that I'm doing. When that element is fulfilled, I feel okay. Yeah. But not that the results, that there should be, these people should be healed. Even healing. Jesus didn't heal everybody when he came. Many people were sick when Jesus left. That's how come Peter and John had some to heal. Later. Yeah. There were lots of people who were not healed. Yeah. So what I'm explaining to you is that look like if you go to work I'm telling you how to be promoted. Think about what your boss notices and what he likes. And then to that one sense of faith before you start cleaning the windows which he never notices in your office. Maybe you, you like clean windows. So when you come to work, you start cleaning the windows. Because that is what you really like. It clean. You want to see clearly. Or maybe you don't like the fingerprint on the, on the window. But your boss, when he comes, he likes fried lizards first. He wants to eat fried lizard. It's the first thing that when he comes, he asks, can I have my lizard? Better catch lizards on their way to work. And fry them. Freeze them. And fry them. When he comes and he says, Is there any lizards in the area? Oh yeah, there are are lizards here. If you want to please your boss. And he may never notice whether you have found all the things. Whether you have cleaned the window. Whether you have done this. Whether you have... You spend your whole day doing all those things. And when you think you feel satisfied, I've freely worked. I've wiped all the windows. I've done this. I've found this. I've done. And only thing that he comes up, is there any fried lizard here? <laughs> Just one thing that I, he wants. Wow. Not boiled lizard. Fried lizard. With some small chili on it. And there are two ways to fry. You have fried soft or fried crispy. <laughs> crispy lizard. <laughs> so in the activities we are undertaking, whether it is preaching, teaching, praying for people, that element that I am Obeying something that I've been told to do must be in it 
central. It's never compromised. It is always the first thing. So when Abel and Cain went out to do sacrifices and a lot of activities, Abel ensured the faith part was there before all the other things. But Cain did what was good and nice and great. And he was not, his boss or God was not impressed with him. So you can have that. But you are, your pers- the person who really sends you doesn't like you much. And you will not like the person. Now, remember, a being appointed is also connected to being liked. Too. You see, when you, are, when you are sent or you are appointed or you are even given something to do, it's connected to being liked. Because the person who is sending you, you have to come back to the person. So when God is sending you and resending you, it's like He likes you. When He's choosing somebody to send to go and do something, they call you. You know? It means that, Charlie, the person doesn't mind seeing you. You know? So try to do that essential. We are all doing many, many things. But what He has told us is not being done. Go ye into all the world. Preach the gospel. Win the lost. We are doing everything to go into all the world. Make, make Christian marriages the best marriages in the world. Go into all the world. Let there be prosperity among all saints. Go into all the world. Ensure one man, one house. One man, one house. One man, one car. Every man to his tent. Every man to his house. You know? The essential part. That, and then also, apart from the ones in the Bible, there are ones that are spoken. They have to be believed. Like the Spirit tells you. You have to believe those type of things. For instance, when the Holy Spirit spoke to me some years ago to honor Bishop Duncan Williams. I don't know if you know him here. Yeah. Well, you don't know a lot of things. so I don't, I don't know what you know. <laughs> when the Holy Spirit told me to honor that is not in the Bible in the Bible there is general there are general things honor your father your mother your this. but it was like it's not specific that, oh, no, honor this person otherwise whatever you know and so it's spiritual so it's like among the things that I do it's something that is important to me to do and I do it yeah, I try to do it at least. I try. Do you see? So, what I'm trying to say, my friends, is that essential element of believing something that has been told to you, doing something specific that has been told to you, and just doing it. Now, faith is the substance of things you can't see. Things that appear from things that don't appear. So, faith always has to do with things you can't see or understand. All the pastors who don't do well behave in the same way. They do the same things. They don't have faith. 
they don't have faith. They don't believe things that are said to them. When you tell, when they, when you tell them, what should you, when you tell them do this, they don't really believe it. God, because the evidence is they don't see because you show me your faith by your actions. All of them are the same. All of them have heard the same thing. All of them don't do what they are told. All of them don't obey. All of them don't have faith. All of them don't listen. All of them are not convinced. All of them are not persuaded. All of them don't do what they are told, even when it's very specific. All of them don't do it. When they are told ten times over, all of them, all my pastors who are a certain way, they are all the same. There is no difference. And one of the main characteristics is they don't obey. They don't believe. And they don't even, because, because most of the time, and when, when, you see, obedience turns into belief and faith when the things are not easy to see. You see, like if I tell you, that's a, that's a cobra, it's coming to the left, go here. You don't need faith, it's coming, you go. But if I tell you, in three minutes, run out of this hall. In three minutes, run out of this hall. Why? I will not say, I say in three minutes, run out of this hall. And you check in three minutes and you are not here. You need faith, but maybe there's a bomb here. Which I know, I saw it in a dream. But I'm saying something to you, but you, are, you, 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 don't, you need to see. All the pastors who don't do well, they need to see and they need to understand before they obey. <laughs> and many of them too, they are not so intelligent to see so far. So because they never see, they never believe. And because they never believe, they never obey. But faith is something that has to do with believing things you can't see. They are not good at handling things they can't see. And they are not good at dealing with things they can't understand. <laughs> they are only good when they can see it. And when they can understand it. But if it's something they can't see, they are not good at it. Wow. So to do well, you must be good in dealing with things that are not easy to see. Or if that can't be seen at all. Yeah. So that element is missing in many... Look at the churches today. Look at, look at the church of God today. The church of God is like a money machine. Pastors are more than, I mean, bank managers. Yeah, if you want to hear a good message on financial improvement, go to a church. Watch television, Christian television. Because finances you can see. You can see when you are rich. You can see when you are poor. You can see when you are suffering. You can see when you are not. But you can't see heaven. You can't see hell. You can't see your mansions. You can't see how it is going to be when you are dead. That one you need faith for. And that is where everybody withdraws. So let's work in the realm where we see. Let's work in the realm where we understand. Let's work in the realm where things are clear to us. But once it's in the realm of what we cannot see, then, I'm sorry, I'm out of it. Amen. How many understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, please remember that faith is a very very important subject. Amen. Amen. Five. Verse five. But you see, notice, by which Cain 
obtain witness that he was righteous. So it's like that's what makes you good. Doing the things you, you can't understand. Doing the things which have lack of, you can't see. And you can't understand why you've been told to do it. That's what makes you right. And by the which can obtain a witness that he was righteous. So you become good before God when you are doing the things which you can't really see through. Yeah, I can't see hell. I've never been to hell before. I can't see heaven. And I've never been to heaven before. Me, you know, when I see people who build big houses with balconies, especially with balconies, I just always have a feeling that that's how heaven will be. Like your house will have a balcony. Because most people who build balconies don't go on the balconies. They never have the opportunity to go and sit there. They don't even use it. They don't go out. Yeah. When I see people relaxing by the beaches, well, I, I get a feeling that there might be beaches in heaven. A lot of relax. It's like, when I see people build big houses, I mean the biggest houses I've ever seen in the world are in America. One time I was in California playing golf with a bishop. And I saw huge houses. I said, which hotel is it? I was asking, what hotel is this? He said, it's not a hotel. It's a single, they call it single family dwelling. Single, he used a word, single dwelling. It's a home for one person. One house with 50 bedrooms, 72 bedrooms. Hey. Single family. And I, once, I went into one of those houses. I, I, when I was going through the house, I entered. I, we, we came to a room. I thought it was a bedroom. When I opened the door, it was a basketball uh, pitch inside the house. Like the house has its own basketball stadium. Wow! <laughs> wow! Yeah. There's nothing like you share bathroom. Oh, no, 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 no. finish and I'm coming and no, no, no. Are you still there? I've been there for a long time. Will you not come out? There's nothing like that. Your bathroom is pink. His is blue. Wow. Fantastic. There's nothing like the, the television. The television. It is one of the many televisions. You watch, I also watch. Wow. Are you listening to me? So I want you to have faith. Have faith. I want you to have faith here in Zambia and Zimbabwe. Fine. By faith. Enoch was translated, translated that he should not see death because God had translated him. But before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Wow. When you please God, when you please God, you don't even have to die. How can you please a complex person like God? A 
is by finding the element that makes him happy. May I, I have a feeling I haven't seen Jesus yet because God wants me to exercise faith. I have a feeling. Because I don't, if, if I was to see him, maybe he used to say certain things. Maybe it would even reduce my reward in heaven. Because all that I'm doing is by faith. And yet to see him, for him to say to me, my son, my son, I've sent thee to the nations. My son, my son, thou shalt speak my word. My son, my son, I have a light for you. My son, my son, here is, here, go forward. My son, my son. Hey! <laughs> I believe the belief. I believe the belief that God has called me. I believe the belief. Yeah. And because I believe the belief, the preaching is working. <laughs> wow. Are you excited about that? Wow. So, verse number six. It is now explaining Enoch's translation. Verse six of Hebrews 11 explains why Enoch did not die. You see, verse 5 says, he was translated, and before his translation, he had this testimony. When you say translation, like if you take a book written in English, and you translate it into French, it doesn't mean you take the book out of English in the world. You convert it into the French version. So when you are translated, you don't go out of the world, but you are converted into another version of yourself. Wow! How many would like to be converted instead of dying? You are just converted into another version. Instead of having to die and go into the ground. But before his conversion, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You see, this verse is the one of the best verses in the Bible. Without faith. You cannot please God. Because we always want to know what is it that I, I should do. Like with me, you know, I found that people who work with me, there are some things that if you don't if you don't do that, I don't really I can flow with you but to a point. I've noticed some things I don't like at all. But I did I don't even know that I don't like them. As time has gone and I've come to see what I don't like. So everybody is like that. God is like that. With time you come to find out that Ah, oh, sacrifice this. God prefers obedience is better than sacrifice. Every day. Look at Abel and Cain. You have brought a sacrifice. Maybe when Cain was bringing his sacrifice, maybe it was an articulator, two 
seasons of vegetables and cabbages and other things from his farm that he has harvested maybe the whole year, half a year's harvest he has brought it. And what a sacrifice. But maybe Cain, Abel, came along with a, a little goat or a lamb. And when God saw Abel's sacrifice, he was happy, said, yes. As for me, the only sacrifice I like is when you give your whole life, like the whole life of the goat is given. These vegetables have been just coming to work for God on Tuesday evening and work for Him on Friday mornings. And so I like the whole life. Wow. So that you may even see that some, you may think you are even doing more for God. But somebody who has given his whole life, and especially a whole life also means youth. Now one of the main parts of your life is when you are young. I tell you, when you get older, you see that a large part of your life is gone already. Your beauty will be gone to change. Yes. Your neck will join with your shoulders. Your stomach will join with your chest. They're all one. It's called YouTube. (laughs) Yeah. YouTube. (laughs) Hey! You see that your sexual desires. Oh. You own a man, but there's no power. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So, what I'm explaining to you, when you give your life even as a young person, you are giving your beauty. When your face is nice without too many pimples. Oh, not a beautiful and it's truly beautiful. You are giving your breasts when they are fresh like plums. You are giving your stomach when it is flat like a like a flat screen. (laughs) Wow! You are giving your strength to the Lord. When you are a man with strong erections. Ah! You rise up and you see that this is a man who is who has woken up with energy. Hey! Now when you are lying down, you are just I mean you are just you are just nothing. Old age has come upon you. You see your beautiful wife is like your sister. No fire. When you give your life to God, it's to give your youth. <laughs> it's to give everything to God. 
So when Abel came with a life, a life which is repeated in the blood, it's like you get a whole life. He was happy. Because the life is in the blood. So when you give blood, you're giving a whole life. When Jesus gave his life, it is all his 30s, his 40s, his 50s, his 60s, his 70s, Oh, he gave it. He gave it to God. It's like my 30s. I'll never be 34. I'll never be 35 years. I'll never, I'll never know what it is like to say life begins at 40. I'll, I'll never know what it's like to say life begins at 40. Yeah. I'll never see what it's like to be 50. Never. All that he gave it away. He gave his marriage. You never, you never know what it's like to be, to enjoy a, a marriage, to live happily ever after in paradise. Paradise with your spouse. Exotic, fantastic experiences. Erotica. <laughs> he never knew it. He gave it away. He gave it away. When it was time for his wedding, he gave it away. When it was time for him to have a beloved, he gave it away. He said, no problem. I give it all. I'll just go to heaven now. He explained it to John and Peter. And Peter said, never, 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 never. Once I'm your security guard, I'll never allow this to be. But you see, this is the essential element in serving God. He wants your life. Not little bits and pieces of vegetables here and there. Salad. Can't give God salad. I mean, God has not told you that He likes salad. You are bringing salad to God. Wow. Are you listening to me? So, without faith, it is impossible. You may do so much for God, but you don't believe the belief. You don't believe in things you can't see. You don't believe in instructions you can't understand. You don't do things you are told that you don't understand the implication of fully. Only when you understand it yourself in your way. <laughs> and all those who don't well, do well at it, they are all like that. When they don't understand it fully, they will never do it. If you've never been blessed listening to a video or listening to an audio tape, because you've never experienced when it is told to you, because you have to experience everything before you obey. One day I was telling one of my children, I said, look, you don't have to experience everything before you obey. Otherwise your life will be hard. And there are some children like that. They want to experience it. Like what you say aside. Let me experience something, then I'll believe it. You see, but you see, that, that is you're going to make it difficult for yourself. Your life is going to be hard. Think of how many things you have to experience before you will know everything. And by that time, you'll be, you've experienced this, experienced that, experienced this. What it's like to have one leg cut off. What it's like to have two legs cut off. What it's like to have one arm cut off. What it's like to have two arms, two arms and two legs. Without ears, without eyes. And how many things can you experience? It's too much. 
So accept that. Look, God likes it when there is something that is not understood. Something that is not clear. That has been said. But this rather what you do. That one rather what you do. Yeah. That's why I believe that evangelism pleases God. In a certain very high way. Yeah, I think so. Because evangelism, look, when you go and preach, you, uh, when you are leaving the next day, there is nothing. No. There is no church. There is no... It's like you just come to poor money, wasted time and energy. And there is nothing to see. All the places we've had crusades, thousands of people have come, attended. All over. There is nothing to see for it. Nothing to see. And you notice evan- evangelists live long. I mean, Billy Graham, he cannot die. He's there. T.L. Osborne is there. I mean, he just died recently. Uh, Bonke. Uh, yeah, they, you see, they are all old people. Very old. Like they are just there for years. So, evangelism and things you can't see. When you get to heaven, supposing it's true, Pastor Silas, prophet, that evangelism is really, what do you call Then maybe when I have I'm doing evangelism, I may be winning more people to the Lord than all these churches that we are starting. Yeah. Because, because if it is by that, through the crusade, I have won more people than are in my church. Yeah, I have more people, you see, and especially Muslims. I've won a lot of Muslims. If it is true that when I lead them to Christ, they believe and they pray and all that, then hope. When we get to heaven, that it will be the Number one thing that I will, I will be on par. Charlie, those who are organizing, plan more crusades. We are going to do because Charlie, the crusade is the main thing. Hey! I would have wanted to do more crusades. So be doing it more. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, it is, it's an activity that needs faith. But you see, when you are pastoring a church, you need less faith. Because when I pastor you, you love me after some time. People really love their pastor. Oh, yeah. love, you love their pastor like, I mean, they love the pastor so much. Yeah. Yeah. Really like your pastor cares for me, pastor, because sometimes you are even married, but your, your, your husband doesn't care for when you are not feeling well. It's like, uh, find medicine and be there. Do something. Or when you are, you are sick, your husband or your wife, nobody really cares. They'll just show you, go to town, you get a Panadol there, go and see the doctor, whatever. Like that. Nobody serves you. You come to the house, there's no service. You serve yourself, it's a serve yourself restaurant. Modern, America, American style, DIY, self-service. Serve yourself. Do it yourself. This place is called Do It Yourself Restaurant. <laughs> people, people really love their pastor. So when you are a pastor, after some time, you, you see that it's good to be a pastor. The loving eyes of your followers. The admiration of your members. Because you may go home and your, your wife doesn't, for, when you, she doesn't have any admiration. It's like, I mean, uh, uh, you are late, you are late. Turn off the lights. <laughs> hey! I'm sleeping. Don't touch me. Touch me not, oh thou gentle Savior. But for the pastor, when they see you, admiration, eyes of love, eyes of feeling. Oh, 
is a representative of God. Wow, man of God. Wow. So after some time, you see that you do the pastoral work more. But the evangelism, when you preach and you go, they, nobody knows you again. They don't even know your name. They say, oh, healing Jesus something, healing Jesus something, something. Jesus healing something, healing Jesus. Wow. Is it fantastic? Is it amazing? Lift your hand and speak to the Lord for a moment. Speak to the Lord for a moment. Speak to the Lord for a moment. Without faith, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Thank you, Lord. 